gonna do in English, right? We're gonna do in English, yeah. And uh, I mean, I tell you all the time, and such a good job you're doing so far. I mean, it's the first year you haven't been really uh, had a chance to finish your year uh, in a regular season. That's why I'm here in Orlando. What you've experienced so far? What did you think coming in, and where you are right now? How do you enjoy the job? Or you know, I want you to explain a little bit from like you had a vision coming in. There was a dream that you told me. Now you're here. You Man, know? I mean, it's it's awesome. It's awesome all around because it it wasn't something that happened quickly, right? Like. I've been a strength coach now for 12 years and it took that long to, because I had the idea to work in the NBA. I didn't know I was going to be a strength coach, but I had the idea that I wanted to work in the NBA um, at some point. And for the people watching, like I'm, I was born and raised in Brazil and uh, I had the dream to one day work in the league. and. Um, when I left Brazil to pursue a degree internationally, um, that was kind of like, man, it would be cool maybe one day work with sports, high level, high performance. And then the NBA, because I played basketball growing up, was kind of like, I always kind of thought about it. And then it was funny because as a strength coach early on, I was like, I want to get to the NBA. And then that kind of faded a little bit because I got caught up doing the jobs I was doing then, you know, the schools I work with, the other programs I work with. But in the back of my mind, I always had this idea like, okay, hopefully, eventually, at some point, I can get to the NBA. Um, and then finally, what, a little less than a year ago, it finally came to fruition, which joining to work with you and the organization. So it was kind of like, it was truly like a dream come true um, from looking back you know, the whole idea that I had. And then to seg into that, it was the expectation. I did so much research and I talked to so many NBA strength coaches prior to getting this job that I thought I had a pretty good idea, but then it was funny because once you start, it's still, I knew what I was expecting and what was gonna happen, but at the same time, it was completely different in its own beast per se and it, it was just yeah there were days that I knew exactly what to expect but there were days that was a completely different beast and something like oh this is totally different from anything I ever work with yeah. right so uh, I mean it's just uh, one day I'm thrown on a loop the other day I'm like okay I'm really good at this I'm fine yeah. you know yeah. So. Would you say that everything goes back to basketball? You know, NBA is the highest level of basketball. Well, you worked with basketball before. You come yeah. from a basketball program. That was one of the main reasons that we interview you. We wanted to implement you what you know with basketball, even though it was college and was mm -hmm. women's, women's basketball. basketball. Yeah. Uh, it's still basketball. You know what I mean? Like, so seeing basketball, NBA level to where you worked, do you think that for strength and conditioning, at the end of the day, it's just basketball? Yeah. You know, if, if that's just like, just a term, like a short term. Yeah. It, it's kind of funny because um, the sport is the same, right? 
And then you can even say the athlete is the same because it's a basketball player, regardless if it's a professional or a college, if it's a, 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 a male player or a female player, right? So it, it's interesting because yet at the same time, they're so different, mm -hmm. but yet so the same, yeah. right? And, and I'll tell this story like often when people are like, you know, oh, eating habits of college players weren't the best. And then like, you constantly kind of fighting this, right? And then there's this one time in a previous program I work with, you know, I had a, a, a player walk in with a fast food bag and that was her lunch. And I'm like, wow, like couldn't choose something better to do, right? Or to eat. And then it's a work in progress. And then it's funny because fast forward to working in the NBA, you know, like a week into the new job, I'm walking through the hallway and I see a player coming in to work, right? And what does he have in his hand? A fast food bag, yeah. right? So it's like, I mean, optimal, maybe, maybe not. But the question here is like, are they really that different? Yet, are they really the same, you know? So as a coach, it's like, what have I learned from my previous situation? How was I able to help that player about nutrition choices and how can you take something out of that past situation and apply on your current situation? Like to me, that's kind of like how I like to navigate waters, like especially like when you said, okay, it's basketball, right? Yeah, it was basketball in college, now it's basketball in the pros, but like I learned so much in college. And I think the reason I'm able to offer stuff for this job is because of everything I learned there. And like, I'm still learning, but like you getting something out of the situation. Yeah, you yeah. Know, both ways around. And I think that one thing that you're good at is dealing with people, you know, dealing with athletes, dealing with players. Um, and that's where I started. I started as a personal trainer when I wasn't a strength coach. I started dealing with the you know, general population that I want to lose weight, I want you to get stronger. Uh, the guy that wants to, you know, dunk a basketball because I was yeah. a basketball player. I mean, there's so many cases that helped me then with, with five, six, seven years ago, because I still work as a personal trainer then, and work in the NBA, um, to deal with players now. It's mm -hmm. very, very interesting. Um, but, you know, besides the strength and conditioning, would you say that one of the big part of this job is dealing with people or athletes? Like, how would you describe that part of the job? No, you killed it on your question. It's like, at the end of the day, it's about people. Like, people first. Like, sometimes people get so caught up on what program, what sets and reps, what nutrition, what supplements, what equipment, you know? But really, it's like, how's that person doing? You know, how's that player? coping with whatever is going on. You know, we talk about pandemic and uh, how, how is that person dealing with? Are they under stress from outside things? So is it really your job to stress them even more in the weight room? Like, so I feel like at the end of the day, we're humans first. You, me, the players, everybody's humans. You know, there's someone's son or daughter, you know, and you just gotta treat them as people. And that's when, like, we already talked about this before, but, you know, how important respect is in treating everybody equally and all this stuff is not because you're a superstar that I'm going to treat you differently. You know, like, at the end of the day, like, you're a person. 
and just like anybody else. Yeah. And so there's a quote that um, my mentor taught me, and he says, it's not as much about X's and O's as it is about the Jimmy's and the Joe's. Mm -hmm. You know, so in translation, like, I feel like you really got to know your players more on a personal level so then you can coach them the best way yeah. that they want to be coached. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very interesting to say that because um, another thing that I, I, people ask me all the time, how's the NBA? I want to get there. How'd you get there? And uh, I mean, kind of changing the subject, but like, in a subject, it's like I just saw a quote by, by uh, Fergus uh, Connolly that says, you are not your job, you know? Yeah. So like people think they're like, they're like irreplaceable because they're so smart and they know so much about strength and conditioning and they forget the side of the personal level, how to make uh, connections, how to make a player uh, to work out, not an athlete, you know? Um, I mean, it's six months for in the NBA, right? A season is six months. Um, how to get those players to focus for six months, yeah. you know? But then how to get after six months, how to get back next season even better how you are now. So it's like a 12 year or it's like, you know, for some players, five, 10 years project, you know? So it's like, um, Dealing with people is so important because if they don't trust you, I mean, you have five, ten years to do with that person, like it or not, you have to do different ways. Every single year is different, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, so that's why I wanted to talk about. That's why I ask you about how to deal with um, about this, like about the personal side and yeah. with the players. But you know, it's funny, and I'm I'm gonna make a a, a hook here to working in college women's basketball mm -hmm. um it, and it was exactly what you just described that it was a process like a person that i had as a freshman you know um the the relationship built it took three and a half years mm -hmm. you know by the time i was leaving that job i felt like the relationship was at its best mm -hmm. where they were like bought into the program, they saw their, the, the, the change they made you know, on their bodies, their performance on the court was better, like less injuries, and it, it's exactly what you said. It, it wasn't something overnight, and it's also not something that happens quickly because people don't trust people quickly, mm -hmm. especially if they're expecting you to bring change on their game, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's like, it, I mean, it is a process. It's four years, man, you know, in college at least. And here, like, we're talking about at least a year, right? Like 10, 12 months, that's this one season. Yeah. Like, then you look at it really, like, from, from being drafted rookie all the way through, like, expecting to be a starter or, like, high-minute player, it's like four or five years, yeah. yep. you know? And, and, and it's like you said, it's like, how can you help that player stay the course? Mm -hmm because it's not going to happen overnight. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's funny that um, I learn a lot from people that I train how to do with players. I also learn a lot from my kids. You know, I have a five-year-old um, and I have two other kids, but 
it's like uh, players are getting younger and younger. Not that they are five year old, right? Yeah. But like they're 19, they're 20. Like our youngest player now is like 20 years old, just turned 20 years old. And uh, it's, it's not like dealing with children, but it's like um, requires a lot of attention, different things. Does that make sense? Like Absolutely. with my kids, like it you. requires like you have to be like alert to everything. Yeah. And with the NBA players, you in a different level, uh, different age, of course, but like you have to be alert to everything. Like, are you eating? Are you sleeping? You know, are you uh, not playing so video much. games <laughs> on your phone? Are you yeah. doing this? Like you have to perform, you have to do things well to perform well. You know, with the kids, it's like you have to behave, you have to do all those things to do things that you like. It's, uh, I learn a lot of my kids, but yeah. that's a... Uh, um, that's an experience that, you know, yeah. that I have in my See, mind. It, I call that parallel learning mm -hmm. and, and a, a good buddy of mine actually, we talked about this all the time and it was like, you know, parallel learning is everywhere and it's like observing like your kids yeah. and how you interact with them. How can that make you more effective as a strength coach? Yeah. You know, and I, I think it's, you hit it on the head. It's awesome because it's, it's exactly right. Like, like. You can keep a five-year-old entertained, you know, one hour at a time, and, and you can keep them to stay the course. I mean, if you do that successfully, I don't have kids, but I know you're a hell of a dad, so it's kind of like, like, that's awesome, you know, because that, that can be honestly translate into how to keep guys motivated to stay the course, you know, sure. how to chip in every day on their craft yeah. and deliver practice, you know, why they're here for, so... And I mean, you know, coming from Brazil, which I also came from Brazil, I know that experiences, I mean, I'm so grateful and every day I wake up, you know, this is a dream job for me and yeah. here I am. Um, but how was the first, because I remember for me, and I told you this before, when we play, um, not scrimmage game, um, we play scrimmage games and we play, we play preseason games and yeah. I told you, you're pretty excited. Yeah. And I was like, this is cool. And I know where you're coming from because I was there. Yeah. But as soon as the season starts, the grind. it's even cooler. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like the games are even cooler. Like, and you're like, well, man, it cannot get any cooler than this. Yeah. You know, and like you walk in to a game with, you know, like thousands of fans and you walk into, um, the Madison Square Garden, for example, you know, yeah. I mean, how, how was it? Your first experience, how was like, you know, you're watching TV, now you're there. You're like, now you're in the middle of the court. Yeah, you, you know, it's uh, funny. Um, and it, everything you said happened, like, like step by step, you know, like I'm excited and then something happens and I'm like even more excited, you know, and um, which I didn't think I could get any more excited about stuff. but. Um, but then at the same time, it's like all that noise, right? Like a loud game. Like I get caught in the moment, like running whatever I got to run and then do whatever I need to do. And then like once it's over and usually when I walk home, it's kind of like, it, that's when it usually hits me. It's like when I'm quiet and I, I'm like, did that really just happen? Like, you know, we're in a plane flying back from the Madison Square Garden and you know, there's lights are off and then. You're just in your own head. And I'm like, we just played at Madison Square Garden. 
Like, I remember as a tourist, like, I took my dad to a game at the Madison Square Garden. Like, me and him as a tourist, like, watching the Knicks play. So, yeah, it's like, it just, it kind of, like, it, it really, like, made me joyful inside. I'm like, wow, this is so cool, you know? Um, but, but then again, like, I go home after, a, 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 like, a long road trip, and I'm like, whew, this is really happening, you know? Like... And then there's this one time we're all eating a meal as a team and it was very interesting because there's a TV on and then they showed our highlights. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's funny because the gentleman that had a highlight on TV was eating right beside me. Yeah. And I'm like, this is, this is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and they're talking about like, oh, look at my play or whatever. And I'm like, I'm really in here, you know? Yeah. So like it was, it was it was like awesome. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. And uh, as as a strength coach in the NBA and assistant strength coach or your position, uh, where you come in super excited, you know, a lot of people think that's like we talk about all the time. That's why I'm asking you. It's about sets and reps. You know, it's about like we talk about the personal side. Yeah. But how much do you do outside of strength and conditioning to finally do your job for? You know, I mean, we if we work Hour for and a half, two hours a day, exactly. Yeah. You know, we work for eleven hours. Strength conditioning is probably like two hours. Yeah. Um, how much do you do? Man, we probably need like a whole conversation just yeah. about that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> you know? um, but it, it's crazy, man. Like, you know, I hear a lot about coaches, uh, and and I'm speaking this from a, a place where I, I've lived. A lot of other jobs too right and, and people complain about um they're unhappy with their situation because they're in the weight room all day but they're only really coaching for two hours yeah. right um which by all means that happens to us mm-hmm. right we're doing we're there like from start to finish you know helping with whatever we can help and then we also doing the strength and conditioning part which like you mentioned is some days it's like 30 minutes, you know, some days it's two hours, depending on how many guys we lift in that day. But um, at the end of the day, I feel like you as a professional, no job is ever going to be perfect. And then as long as you're okay with the contingencies from each job, you just pick whatever you think is you can tolerate with, you know, like I don't mind helping in practice. I don't mind helping a lot of the nutrition setup. Mm. I don't mind, you know, waiting for the players to come in. I'm like, if, if this is my job, like I'm cool because I tolerate those aspects. And that's what we spend a lot of time doing, sure. you know, like, and staff meetings and all that. I think that the stuff is valuable. A lot of people complain and like too many staff meetings or this and that, but like, that's one time that you get your whole organization together and, and everybody can like, in the same room, like, you know, be a team. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, again, to answer the question, like, we spend a lot of time doing a lot of stuff outside the weight room because it's way more than just sets and reps. And if people think, like, a career in the NBA, and I'm speaking from a rookie standpoint, you know, this is my first year, like, you will do way more than just sets and reps. I promise you that. And if you're not okay with that, then maybe this is not the job for you. Yeah. You know, I love being around. So it's kind of like, yeah, I mean, watch basketball. Are you kidding me? Like, come on. Yeah, for you sure. Know? For sure. And that's, you know, for younger strength coaches out there too, it's just like, 
for them to understand how important that hour, that two hour window that you have with your athletes, how important that is, right? You have to bring the energy, you have to be organized, you have to be on point because, you know, you worked for eight hours, yeah. but there's two hours of what you really want to do with your athletes. Um, you know, it's like, of course, different levels, uh, college, and it's all different, right? But I, you know, I told one time, I told a, a one strength coach asked me, he was like, hey, what is the most important thing to get into the NBA? I was like, well, coach when you have to coach. Yeah. Coach when you have a chance. When you have to ask chance to coach, be there 1,000%. You know, because that hour, sometimes you do have, you know, an hour of a player. Sometimes you have 15 minutes, you know, like what can you do in that hour to like make that player better? You know, because at this level, believe it or not, that's a 1% window for them to get better, right? Yeah. Um, how expecting you to be on point. For sure, for sure. You know, and if it's like you get caught up on like just doing all those things and then when you really have to do your job with the strength condition, you were tired or you were caught up on something else, um, it's, it's tough, you know what I mean? So it's like really enjoy the window that you have with each player, with each session that you have with your players, you know? Yeah. So um, that's, uh, that's one thing that I told the young strength coach and I thought it was important for everybody to kind of, you know, hear the importance of coaching yeah. when you can coach, you know? Yeah. Um, so, but I mean, and another thing is people don't understand. People think that we travel, we lay down VIP, like we do char charter a plane, but the t traveling experience for you, you know, yeah. uh, how is it? Um, that one, it, it, it's like, there will be times that it's really uncomfortable, right? Just because it's long, it's late, uh, your sleep schedule gets all out of whack. You know, there's days that we fly after a game and then you there's a time change, so you lose time. You get into a city at like four or five in the morning. It's winter, it's snowing, we gotta move bags. So it's like, but it's funny again, like it's my first year, so I'm, I'm still on the, that's kind of cool. Like yeah. I, don't, I don't like, let's just get it done, you know? Like it's all good. Um, but in within that sort of chaos, it's still as comfortable as it could get. You know, like the hotels are nice and then, you know, like the, the, the plane is tons of space, you know, so good food everywhere. So it's like, it's like, yeah, it's a grind, but they make that grind as comfortable as it possibly can be. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of times that my sleep schedule was all out of whack and uh, I might have gotten grumpy, you know, with myself or about something or whatever. Um, because I wasn't sleeping much, but that's just, again, right? Like this is year one. I'm already thinking in my head how I'm gonna, you know, like learn for the years to come and like what can I do and tweak here and there to like make my own living more optimal. For sure. Especially, I consider us performance coaches, strength coaches, whatever, but sleep is huge for our players and we mm -hmm. preach that on them but then our schedule is completely crazy at times. And then we demanding them to sleep in a cave and you know, have all these like optimize your sleep and you gotta do all these things. But 
the travel doesn't help with that, yeah. right? So I'm like, but then again, like I'm acquiring information and hopefully at some point we can find a way to make things better, yeah. you know? And I think that's our job as a coach. Yeah. You know, not everything suck. If that's the mentality, then you're gonna have that mentality with everything else you face in life. But it's like, okay, the situation might not be the best, but we can find the small wins here. For sure, for sure. And uh, as your first year, you know, you spoke about chaos, right? Yeah. Um, how important it is to learn this job? <laughs> I know where you're going with chaos, this. chaos, you know, because I mean, I think the, I mean, the best thing, and I knew that coming in, um, when, you know, when we wanted to bring you in, it was for a reason, right? Like, of course, your education, of course, everything that you did, your experience. But at the same time, I had a bond with you uh, a lot of people think it's because we are both from Brazil, Brazil yeah, uh, which is not true, <laughs> which is not true. But that's what I'm saying. Like, like I had a bond with you like on I had first of all, like I said, I need somebody reliable. You know, yeah. I think that's the main thing. And I felt like you would be the guy reliable and, sure. you know, and you still I mean, you haven't proved me wrong. I mean, you're there. You, we together. Like, you know, what I'm saying so. <laughs> but. I think that's like what showed me like, yeah, he's legit. It was last year, summer league. You know what I mean? I was like, hey man, listen, it's, we got, you, you know, you came in late, yeah. you know, you have, you don't, you not even came to Denver for a summer league, yeah. right? So you're I like- met everybody. Exactly. Yeah, you know, you met, you came in and you, know, you spent a couple of days there and we were like, hey, okay, let's go sign your contract here. And then, fly straight to Vegas and help me out. I will take you through some stuff, but after three or four days, yeah, I have to go. to go away and it's yeah. your show. And I mean, I stay there for four days and you stay in Vegas usually for 15 days at least. Yeah, yeah. So there's like 11 days by yourself. Um, you didn't know anyone, yeah. you know, like for the, from the players and things staff, like that. Yeah. Staff. I mean, you knew some stuff that you met, you know, during the, the, the process but um how was it like what you know goes back to my question how important was you learn what you learned then that helps you now like yeah. you know again right i'm gonna reference the past and it's like every situation in my career kind of prepares you for that mm -hmm. moment you know um so it, it it's kind of like what, I also like to think like you would not put me in a situation that would really fail me, mm -hmm. right? Like if, if you got to go, like I was hired for a reason. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I got your back, you know? And it's like, I'm going to do the best I can with the ability that I have yeah. always, yeah. right? Like, I, and that's why like a lot of times I see people getting in conflict and like, oh, that coach should have done that, should have done this. I'm like, I don't think he's an idiot and I don't think he's doing that on purpose. Mm -hmm. I honestly think like that was in his mind, his best solution for the problem he had in front of him. And that's kind of how I like to look at things. And that's how I faced that day. You know, sure. uh, it, I'm not going to lie though. You said like, Hey, uh, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to go. And I'm like, you know, it's kind of like, don't leave me. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like, well, sink or swim, you know, yeah. like it's a great opportunity to prove your worth and, I don't think anybody is irreplaceable. Uh, so it's kind of like, yeah, I'm just, 
I got it, you know, let's, let's do it, let's ride. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, in my mind, and that's when goes back to when you came in, you know, um, I don't remember if you, I don't know if you remember the card that I wrote. It was like, welcome, you know, um, I don't remember the whole message, but one of the things in the card was, uh, please make mistakes. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, and I mean that, you know, because I know I was the assistant for six years. I know that my first, I mean, it took me three years to like get in the groove, get, yeah. you know, 50% what I, I, I had to do, you know, and I, I mean, a lot of things change, players change, a lot of coaching and all those things. Um, you, you know, so like I wouldn't put you in a situation that would make you feel like you, you said, but you know, I did hire you for a reason. That's why yeah. I had kind of the confidence to be like, hey, it's, you know, it's your time, yeah. you know. Um, but I also think that people need to make mistakes for them I, to learn. For sure. You know, yeah. um, bad or good mistakes. Like, I, you know, I see both sides. Um, people could argue that there's no good mistakes, but, uh, you know, it's like, uh, make mistakes, you know, I mean, you, you will learn from mistakes, you know? Um, so yeah, but I mean, um, I think, I mean, we almost up here, but I'm glad you're on board. Um, Appreciate it, man. What, uh, is there anything else that you would, you know, tell people, um, I don't know for where you are now, you know, um, I mean, it's open mic pretty much. Yeah, I mean, it's it sounds cheesy, but it's it's just like, like if if you rewind what we just talked about, you know, you can find common grains there between like, you know, like treat everybody equally, you know, like treat people as people first, um, like learn your craft, but learn how to deal with people. Um, be loyal, be respectful, you know, um, that's really the, the message. It's like, and, and it's funny because I feel personally that can go on any really thing in life. Like, you know, like relationships, other jobs, like different field. Like if this is not strength and condition, it's not your, your gig. Like you use some of the things we talked about and they will work on any sort of setting or scenario. So the message really is just, I don't, I don't know, like be a good person, <laughs> you know, and try your best. And uh, to the mistake stuff that you, you mentioned earlier, it's like, like, yeah, make mistakes. But then if you're not learning from them, then they're going to keep happening. And if they keep happening, now it's a problem, right? Um, so it's just really introspectively trying to look when you do make a mistake as a young coach and be like, huh, what have I learned from this situation? So I make sure in, if that happens again, like what can I do differently, you know, and learn from. That's cool, that's cool. Well, thank you. Um, Appreciate you and uh, we will continue. I know, right? Easy chats. For sure.